The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with a free SGPN Fantasy Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 197. Let's send this one out to Victoria Dudakova, who last night uh, not only got a victory on Dana White's Contender Series and punched her ticket into the UFC, but also snapped a very dark streak. She ended a very dark time in this podcast history, very tense time, uh, the, the fall, the, the temporary fall uh, of our leader, Gumby God, but he is back. He is risen. All hail Gumby God. He, thanks to Dudakova getting the ball rolling, uh, everything is is sunny and new again in uh, the MMA gambling podcast world. So if you're just jumping aboard now, it's a good time because uh, we should be in a good mood. You'd think as good mood as as we're gonna get. Um, I would be one of the hosts here, Jeff Chalks Fox, the one that makes the chalky picks. Uh, the Gumby I'm speaking of, that would be my co-host that I'm going to introduce. He's the one that makes the not-so-chalky picks. Um, sometimes they hit, and when they hit, people remember, and when they don't hit, people tend to forget, and they still praise his his uh, name, even though I've been destroying him all, all year long. But uh, I'm sure he'll have a rebuttal for that. Uh, he's also the person on the podcast who cannot speak unless I give him lots of things to respond to. I can't just like pitch to him and say, hey, how's it going? Because he'll get all... <laughs> flummoxed flummoxed i think is the word so let's bring him in now uh i think he's known as gumby god once again it's daniel Rubin. hello yeah back back to gumby god for sure uh and i want to say this too when we did the breakdown of of dudakova on the show sunday night um i'm pretty sure she was posted at 185 maybe 190 plus 185 plus 190 which is a already a pretty good dog did you see here. yeah 190 190. Did you see what she was listed at on the broadcast? No, because probably because probably Yanni was was talking at that point. So I I turned the amp of my guitar up louder and played it louder, <laughs> so I didn't have to hear him. But what what Two, was she posted at? 250 plus 250. Wow. She was a dog. So people uh, did not listen to you, Gumby. I thought we moved lines around you would these think, parts. You would think so. Maybe a bad week was all we needed to tempt people mm, into giving us true. better lines. Because uh, yeah, the Dudakova line wound up looking pretty nice uh, in. Also, like, you know, you, you said impressive performance from her. And we're not going to just, like, recap uh, Dana White's Contender Series here. That's not what this podcast is for. You guys want to hear Paris picks. Uh, that's but, Sunday's podcast. Yeah, that's Sunday's podcast. We'll chat about it more. But can we just talk about how crazy it is that she did it on one leg? Like, she won yes. that third round on one leg. And from the yep. sounds of it, she fought the first and second round with, like, a heavily injured leg, too. Yeah, she just yeah. further injured it for three. Yep. 
Very, very true. So Gumby came through last night. It was a good night um, on the SGPN Discord as well. If you're not in there already, uh, I highly, highly suggest it. It is highly addictive, though. Um, so if there's other things you have to do in your life, um, or you don't, and or you don't want to be on your phone uh, too often, maybe it's not the best place for you. But anyhow, it, it's a fun, fun hang, especially last night. Um, so it's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord. It's always fun on fight nights. Um, it was a little tense, I have to say. Um, you, you've made things tense around here the past few weeks. Gumby, because Gumby was on, he was on a Yanni type tear. He was on a one win and a ten loss uh, streak was going on until you reeled off four straight wins last night. So that, that's very Yanni ask who, who people are tracking online. Yanni has hit two out of his past eighteen. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, that he's on the UFC's official telecast giving up. That's two two. Out of his last 18 is pretty fucking legendary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think, didn't you say last night he went, oh, I don't think they were counting because the tweet was like, oh, he went 0 and 5 again tonight, but no, he, he went more than five bats, right? He very, yeah. he very much went 0 and 6. Uh, because too. Cause I, I don't think enough people, yeah, like I'm one of the fights on the uh, SD Dumas uh, Panage fight. He not only picked Panage, but he picked Panage and the over. And uh, notoriously, the fight ended in 47 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it sure did. Um, so yeah, maybe like I haven't been invited back on the show that he's on. Um, so I don't. I, I thought my first appearance went pretty well, but maybe they've been listening in to our show here because uh, we like to dunk on on Yanni. But hey, if if you put yourself out there, you got to expect to be dunked on. Gumby's Gumby was dunked on up up until the second fight last night and then, and then things turned back around for you. So yeah, you, you went, just got to own it. You got to own yeah, it. Exactly. You got to own it. Uh, everybody. Yeah. Like I said, it, it was getting tense, Dan. Um, what with all your losses, man. Yep. And then first fight did not go your way. And like, Oh, here we go again. But things turned around. Um, so Gumby's back on track. We'll give you more. Uh, that was week six. We still got another, what, four weeks of contender series. That is every Sunday night. You'll get those in your ear holes for the bets to make. And then Tuesday when the fights roll around, make sure you jump in the, the discord and, and chat about it. But like Dan said, this is not a, the contender series episode that will be coming up. This is a UFC Paris episode. They are finally, U, the UFC uh, are finally headed, headed to France after the sport was finally legalized again in 2020. Um, Bellator's had, what, two shows? Am I right? If you call them that, yeah. <laughs> uh, any other, I guess there aren't any other really big uh, promotions around. So I was going to say, has Cage Warriors or anything gone there? Do you know? No, I don't think so. A couple of like smaller no. promotions have, but I don't think okay. we've seen like a Cage Warriors or like a... Has, Aries hasn't been there, right? Aries FC is pretty uh, big, but I don't think they've been there yet either. Yeah. Yeah, so no PFR or anything like that. Anyhow, this is going to be going down Paris, France from the Accor Arena, um, which is in the neighborhood of Bercy, according to uh, Wikipedia. So it is, I always forget to tell all of y'all the start time. So I'm going to tell you the start times right now, so I don't forget. Main card is 3 p.m. Eastern, so we got ourselves a morning slash afternoon card, depending on where you live. Um, main prelims, 12 p.m. Eastern, so... Works for me. Uh, prelims are on ESPN Plus. Main card is on ESPN Plus. Oh, maybe this means it's not may, may not be on TSN up here in Canada. I will have to check. This may be a fight pass uh, event for me. But nonetheless, we're going to break down the fights. This first episode, as per usual, we will break down the prelims 
And then the next episode, which you'll be getting in your ears tomorrow, will be the main card plus any, well, a recommended place. That's guaranteed. Plus any, if we have any props, parlays, anything like that, we will at least have Gumby. We'll have at least one parlay, the Hungry Man Jong Superfan parlay, which we are going to hit eventually because you only have to hit one or two a year to make it profitable. So I kind of sound like Yanni. Uh, he, he was doing interesting math like that last <laughs> time. Then this yeah. guy only has only has to win this fight one out of three times for this to be valuable. And it, it, it turns out, well, it turns out the best part about it is they only fight once. Exactly. Yeah, they only fight once. So that's yeah. what I've been trying to say to people. There's no value if it's a wrong pick. Hey, real, <laughs> no real quick, too, by the way, Aries hmm. has been in Paris, uh, okay. I think, six times. So uh, my bad, I'm not wow. knowing that already. But they usually put on a pretty damn good card, too, with some, like, fairly big names. They have been spamming Paris, I think you could say. That could be a good title for our podcast, possibly. Uh, <laughs> spamming Paris, unless Dan says something else, uh, something ridiculous, which he tends to do. So Yeah, I'll or, get you there. Or, or I'll say something uh, suggestive, and, and we'll uh, we'll have a title for our podcast. So spamming Paris is being penciled in as of now. All right, um, should we break down some things? So thoughts on the card before we we jump right into things. Thoughts on the prelims because we're just talking about the prelims at this point. So very fun, very fun card, top to bottom. Like yep. nice mix of uh, people you already know are exciting to watch fight. Uh, newcomers with lots of promise. Uh, yeah, t- top to bottom, good job. And they did a good job too of like bringing in a couple of people with like French connections, but also not like loading up the card with a bunch of like regional fighters who like probably don't deserve to be there. Um, you know, like back in the day, they used to do that with like UFC in South Korea, and you'd get like four new South Korean fighters, and like one or two of them deserved to be there, and the other ones were just along for the ride. Uh, they they did a good job of not necessarily just like loading it up on French talent just to please some hometown peeps. Right. Uh, hardcore Gumby stands will know that he is just uh, regurgitating exactly what he said on his other podcast, Top Turtle MMA podcast, um, which I just listened to a few hours ago. That's exactly what you said there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm calling you out right now for it. You I mean, it's, some of the words, but but it's, basically it's you, how uh, I feel about the card. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I know, it's true. You used to change your opinions, though, on, on your two podcasts, Dan. Now, now you're too consistent with things. Yeah, I got called out for that shit a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, so um, I agree with you. A lot of uh, not just French, but French Canadians. Because um, do do the French like French Canadians though? Do the real no French idea. like like us fake French? I can't. No assume. idea. Shouldn't you know that better than me? I should. I, I'm I'm guessing they probably don't. I don't think anyone. Have you ever been to do, France? Except the no, I've never been to France. I've been to Montreal. I used to go to pretty much at least once a year, once or twice a year. That's not in France. One of my no, it's not one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite places to go. But no, it, it is not. So. Um, um, and you miss me uh, slightly say that no one likes the French Canadians. I'm just kidding everyone. Someone probably caught that, but Gumby did not. Or he, he chose not to uh, to laugh at that um, witty line of mine. So anyhow, uh, I killed enough time so I, I can actually uh, tell you about some of our sponsors before we actually give you your picks. That, that was all a ploy by me. Ha 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 ha. Uh, Winbet. Let me tell you about Winbet. Are you thinking about joining Winbet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out Winbet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, Winbet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $8,000. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns, prop bets. All right, Gummy, go ahead. Tell everyone who it is going to be again. You're going to want Dakota Rain Prescott, five touchdowns in the first game. Yes, there you go. There's so much to choose from. 
all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dakota Rain is a stripper name. Would you not say that? <laughs> I personally wouldn't say that, but you can say whatever you want. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something about Odds Tracker. Odds Trader, then. How about that? Odds Trader is the place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also, as a bet tracker, so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And in-house... We're running a free roll football contest. Multiple contests. The free roll football contests are here. College football contest, $1,500 up for grabs. And the NFL contest, $5,000. And the two-night stay at Win the Las Vegas is up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. I told you about Discord before. Now you can win things there too. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Make sure you jump into fights and let us know um, that you heard it on here. And you want to be our friends um we have lots of friends actually more even more names showed up last night i hadn't seen before which is nice yeah yeah people were were moving on over i think from other ones too because they weren't new to the discord but they were new to fights so uh so maybe a friend told them (laughs) maybe noah maybe noah beanick on the mlb podcast he he, uh he called he hyped up gumby a couple shows ago he was asked what's what's how did i miss that one yeah i've listened to almost every one of their podcasts and i missed that one i must have yeah tuesdays uh malcolm asked him what the plans were for the night and he said it's contender series gumby is uh he said you're just insane with with your picks here and it's the most profitable thing and you mentioned how we're we're us and the college experience of the two podcasts that he was listening to before he started working here and we're, we're the reasons that he works here so you wow. blame, or, blame blame or thank us for for bringing up bringing Sh- aboard Sh- shout out uh, noah <laughs> yeah that filthy tigers fan noah b nick so my son, Noah. Okay, let's, let's give you picks. You're not here for shout-outs unless your name's Noah Beanick, and then you just got one. All right, we've got a hastily arranged women's featherweight, because apparently that is a weight class, Dan. Women's featherweight fight. Stephanie Ager versus Aylin Perez. This was always going to be featherweight, right? With the original matchup? Yes, no, it was. I'm, no? I, I thought Aylin Perez, when she originally was set to fight uh, Zara Frayne. Oh, no, I guess that was 45. Yeah, it does it's Zara Frayne. Um, I thought originally it was 35, but Farine, I'm not sure it could make 35. She's pretty big. It is a, f- they're fluid, uh, weight divisions. Those two, um, pretty much the same. That's why the rankings I do on my site, moneymma.substack.com, uh, throw a plug in there. I basically just featherweight and bantamweight are the same for women's when I do fighter rankings. Cause there really is no difference between the two but anyhow this one is a featherweight so these ladies have to cut less weight stephanie Eger versus eileen perez eileen nickname is fiona what a great nickname eh? Just yeah i, I love it another name is a nickname just make it real um, easy yep she's seven and one four knockouts one submission never been finished in a fight this will be her debut she's won two straight fights both via tko she used to fight a band what a surprise was a or is a regional champ i guess was you probably have to give up your titles to, when you join the ufc she's six years younger than Eger, plus 240 for her Stephanie Eger, seven and three, three knockouts, three submissions. She's been submitted once, which was her last fight, which we just broke down starting. It was the first event in August, right? Was it not? Yeah, it was not that long ago, for sure. Yeah, and she's back already. So obviously this is a short notice. She's bouncing right back after her first loss. The Phantom tap that she did not 
Wonder Woman. She didn't say she didn't tap, but she also didn't say that she did tap. So. Yeah, she didn't go out of her way to end the fight. <laughs> she didn't go out of her way to not end the fight either. <laughs> right. So that, that makes her two and two in the UFC. Um, she burned us in that fight. Will she burn us again here? Let's see. Um, she also used to fight a bantamweight. That, for instance, that fight was bantamweight. She's very high level judoka. Uh, she was a champion, judo champion, and a grappling champion. She's an inch taller than Perez, minus 300. So apparently Perez has uh, been. I just heard on Spencer Kite, another friend of the podcast, on his podcast he does over on his on his Substack. He was mentioning how Perez has been talking a lot of crap. Apparently, I. I, I I've been out of that um, circle, apparently. Apparently, she's a trash talker. I think she's the best featherweight in the world. So let us know what you know about Perez and and make a pick here for us. So Perez, from what I could tell um, in the limited footage I could find, is is really good in the clinch and really good with takedowns. Um, she's even got pretty good top pressure in, in good ground and pound when she gets there. Um, you know, obviously, facing a judoka like... Uh, like Stephanie Ager makes things a little bit harder for her in those, that realm. Um, the fact that it's going to be up in weight, I think probably benefits her a little bit. Cause uh, you know, like she, she's stocky. She, she's only five foot five and she's going to come in here at 45, but it's because she's got like, you know, big legs. She's like got a low center of gravity and, and like works that kind of game. And I actually think that plays really well against Stephanie Ager. Like if you go back and look at the losses that Stephanie Ager has, which she has two, you know, obviously we just watched the Myra Buena Silva one, but like the loss before that was to Tracy Cortez, who, you know, notoriously is a flyweight, not even a bantamweight. Um, and just like the ability of Tracy Cortez to kind of bully Stephanie Ager uh, was enough for Ager to be completely out of her game and out of her realm. I also think Perez's hands might be a little bit better than Ager's if they do stalemate it out on the feet. So, um, I'm going to kick this one off with a big dog here. I'm going to take Fiona. I think she just like bullies uh, Egger around a little bit. And I'll also say this. I don't feel good about Egger making that quick of a turnaround after losing like that. That's a typical Gumby play. Big, big bet right out of the gate. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go chalk, which is another typical Jeff play. But yeah, the short notice is a concern um, as is short notice after a loss too. like, yes. and yeah. like not it. That's, that's the other thing that's bugging me. It's not like she's just taking this on short notice and being like, I need another fight. It's I need another fight after getting my arm ripped off a week ago. Yeah. You know, like one of those moves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Prez is, um, she's seven one, but it, when you look at her record, it's cans. She, she has not fought anyone close to Eggers, um, Eggers level of fighter and, if, if she wants to grapple, then that's right up Ager's. Um, even though she just got tapped out by someone who should not have been able to tap her out. But anyhow, I, I'll go with Ager here. Um, I'm not a fan of the minus 300, um, mostly due to the fact that it's, it's short notice. So we shall yeah. see. I am going to shall... quick. I am going to quickly debate mm. you on, uh, yes. on not having faced anybody good. Her last fight was against um, this woman by the name of, of Stephanie Bragayek. And she's eight and she was eight and four going into that fight. And her losses came to Caitlin Chokagian, Jennifer Maya, uh, Mariana Morias, who you might know from PFL. And then like a fight in her debut or in her like second fight or something like that, which she then avenged. So like, while maybe not the best looking record at eight and four, like she has now lost to uh, only kind of like elite esque fighters, women that made it to the UFC and Awen Perez. So she has beaten some people. Okay. All right. 
well, we shall see if she beats Stephanie Egger, which would be the biggest win of her career, no doubt, if that happens. So we shall see. Uh, Bantamweights are next on the men's side of things. Clyde Taha versus Christian Quinones. Uh, Quinones is El Nino Problema, which is? The problem child. Yes, he is the problem child. He's seven and three. Nine knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, so he's been finishing all of his losses. This is his short-notice UFC debut after coming uh, winning on last season's contender series. A fight has fallen through since then, and now he's stepping in here. Uh, he's, won four, he's stepping in on the strength of four straight wins. Seven of his last eight have been wins. He's a regional champ. Two inches height, inch reach, and four years younger than Taha. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. Uh, he was, this is all based off of one contender series fight. So these take these stats here with a grain of salt. He was outstruck in that fight minus 0.13 strikes per minute. He's got grappling advantage stat wise based off one fight over Taha. Uh, he's at plus 108. Taha is the warrior 13 and fourth, one no contest, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted once. He's one and three in the UFC with one no contest. He's lost two straight. His last official win was April of 2019 i say official because he won the next fight after that too but then he got popped for a drug test so he's not won anything since he got since he failed a drug test if you want to go that route he also is a regional champ used to fight at featherweight used to fight at lightweight he's been outstruck in the ufc by 1.33 strikes per minute minus 130 on him i'm going against my stats i'm taking a short notice debuting uh quinones i think he's more talented um taha like i said he's has not won uh, at all recently and who knows if his past wins were all based off of him technically cheating um assuming he is clean now um so i'm going with Keonis. i think he's more talented he's younger um obviously the short notice is a bit of, of an issue but um i will uh, take a stab at a dog here at plus one wait yeah I, I will also say this you know you mentioned that that taha is uh has not really won since then even if you do want to include that as a win his wins yep. have aged awfully um yes. you, you know like boston he he won by knockout against boston salmon uh all the way back yep. in 2019 boston salmon has notoriously been like his head has been rattled around like a a ping pong ball um he like just can't stop getting knocked out for that matter and the other win was against bruno silva who went on to lose three straight and hasn't fought at Bantamweight again. He's actually a flyweight. So, you know, he, he beat a guy, um, you know, by, with, you know, some some decent striking, uh, but who's largely much smaller than him. And Quinones here, I think, is actually going to be quite a bit bigger than him. I also think low-key, Quinones, decent, like, trips and takedowns, like if it got, you know, kind of hairy for him. Taha has, has never landed a takedown in his UFC career, and he's given up let's see 16 of them. So like the, the grappling is really not on Tahad's side. I don't think against anybody. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm going to go dog again here too. I, I like Kinanez here. I think uh, he's, he's got a good chance to like, I, I don't know, kind of uh, surprise some people in how competent he might be on the feet. What a surprise that Gumby's not letting me take a dog on my own. So uh, I can always count on you to, to ride with me on the dog picks. So um, I guess I should be thankful for that. You never let me, go alone on a dog when's the last time you've let me go along on a, on a dog pick dan it's been a long time hasn't it um i'm sure there's one did did you take uh did you pick against <laughs> dustin i'm sure that did you pick against dustin's oh no he was the dog never mind i got the dog on that one and one so <laughs> uh, no one cares no one cares let's move on um but the fact you couldn't think of one it just is proof enough right there all right lightweights uh, i think this guy's name's pronounced benoit saint 
Dennis. Is that right? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Benoit Saint-Denis uh, versus Gabriel Miranda. So it's a home game for Saint-Denis. Um, let's talk about Miranda first, though. His nickname is Fly. He's 16-5, one knockout, 15 submissions. So he's finished all of his opponents mostly by submission. He's been knocked out once. This is his short-notice UFC debut. He's won three straight fights, seven of eight. Uh, 2012 was his pro MMA debut. So this is a long time coming for him. He used to fight up at Feather, or sorry, excuse me, down, I guess that would be, at Featherweight, since it's that lightweight. Uh, don't know his reach. We don't have uh, that info. The plus 225 is the number on him. Saint Denis is God of War. 9 and 1 with one no contest. He's been knocked out once. Uh, sorry, one knockout on his re- resume, eight submissions. So he's finished all of his wins. Uh, he's 1 and 1 in the UFC. He went after. Surviving a hellacious beating in his debut, he won his last fight via submission. He used to fight at featherweight as well, but he also used to fight at welterweight and middleweight. So he's been all over the place. He's five years younger than Miranda, minus 400. And it's Go dog, up Dan. To, Go dog. I dare you. It's, it's buoyed up to negative 400 because I'm I'm seeing, yeah. man, you, you I, I think the number is coming back. I, I just did back. the article like, I just did the article like two hours ago or less than that. I finished you, it about about an hour ago has it changed you you should check best fight outs right now because i'm seeing benoit saint denis at negative 275 um or negative 265 not the the books we use which we're not going to mention on this podcast so anyhow okay he's he's minus 400 dan that is that's wild because uh most of these books have it it, that he's never ever been that high um but anyway uh i'm still taking saint denis here uh i i think benoit saint denis uh he's got the grappling advantage here uh i i think you know, a lot of people wrote him off after that loss to Eliza Zaleski dos Santos, um, and, and like not for a good reason. The guy, the guy's really good at grappling. He he he's proven that he's like super durable. I think he handles Miranda pretty easily here. Yes, uh, we are fans of uh, Benoit Saint Denis, uh, his toughness, um, and yeah, short notice debuting fighters. You probably don't want to. Uh, jump on unless you're very very sure that they're going to manage here and it seems like Miranda's going to want to grapple which will uh Saint Denis will be uh stronger in correct uh yeah I I think so personally and, and like you know it makes sense right Denis has fought up at welterweight granted he's more of a lightweight than he is a welterweight and we've seen Miranda fight down um so like you know he, he's not necessarily coming up in weight because he's fought at 55 too but I, I just can't see him hanging with Denis in the grappling okay so there you go um I can tell I, you're thrown off by that minus 400, aren't you? Yeah, I'm thrown off by it because I got it written I'm down here at, at, at like negative, like I said, negative <laughs> 275, negative 270 in one book, negative 265 in a third book. Uh, all of those things on on Best Fight Odds. So, yeah, when you said negative 400, it, it like shook me a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I should say where I got the odds from, but it's the odds that, that I do my um, articles on the website on, which I don't think sponsor the podcast. So I'm not going to say their name, but. Got it from there. So, but um, I wouldn't look use it up. I wouldn't use their odds if you're one of those not. people. If you're one of those people betting, I wouldn't use whatever <laughs> site you use. <laughs> exactly. Use WinBet, of course. This is a WinBet podcast, Dan. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you what other kind of podcast we are before we we move along with other um other picks here. I'm going to tell you about Sleeper. Uh, sleep now onto Sleeper is how I have to start that. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang use it for theirs. It's a game changer product like anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders 
are integrated into fantasy, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback. You're lucky if, if you have him. And not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you are also confident that Mahomes is going to hit his over of 250 passing yards line. So you can do it right there in the app. So if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere for two times over 20 times the money you put in. Main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Stop for June and download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Promo code SGP. Again, sleeper.com slash SGP. And you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And RYP, Run Your Pool, is in the house as well. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up. We, as an SGPN, have teamed up with RYP, Run Your Pool, to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. If you win, $500 cash in your pocket and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store goes to you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. If you're not lucky enough to win, you can go there, buy some gear, especially buy the MMA Gambling Podcast gear or the Gumby gear, the Tuesday Night Miracles gear, because it is relevant once again. Um, So here's what you do. Sign up today. If you want to get in, in this game, sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right. Should we make more picks? Yeah, we should make a couple more. Oh, I think we got four more. In off I, think, I think we got four more. In all right. This may, like, more than a couple. Three more. We're halfway there. Halfway there, dude. Um, all right. Middleweights. Nasruddin Imavov versus Joaquin Buckley. So we've got Buckley, New Mansa, which means? No idea. Uh, Mansa is king, I believe. When I looked it oh, up, really? so it's like he's he's the new king apparently of middleweight. Maybe he's a uh, 15 and four with 11 knockouts. Been knocked out three times. He's five and two in the UFC. He's won three straight. The last two via t- uh, knockout or TKO. He used to fight at welterweight. He's got an inch reach on Im- Imavov. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.32 strikes per minute. Plus 215 is the number on him. Uh, Imavov is the Russian sniper, but he has lived in France since he was 10. He's another one of those uh, MMA factory products so he will be the in the uh home court here he's 11 to 3 five knockouts four submissions he's been knocked out oh sorry he's been submitted once it's the only time he's been stopped three one in the ufc he won his last two via tko used to fight at welterweight as well regional champ five inches of height on buckley striking an act striking stats in his favor he's outstruck his ufc opponents by 2.06 strikes per minute which is very very impressive minus 375 imavov is my pick it kind of seems like a step down after he dispatched um, Shabazian his last fight. Um, so so I, I think he can, and Ian Heinish is actually, uh, he, he's on a skid now, but he's was decent at one point. Anyhow, uh, I'm going with um, Imavov. Um, I think he's going to be able to um, pick off Buckley from range, hopefully snipe away and um, live up to the minus 371 line. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Imovov too. But what do you think the reason is for giving him a step down as he goes to Paris? (laughs) 
It's a showcase fight. Yeah, there you go. They're tra- it's a squash match. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's a squash match because Buckley is exciting and will Buckley's probably dangerous. draw the, the best version of Imavov out. But, like, here's the other thing. You, you mentioned Buckley's coming off of back-to-back wins where he's knocked people out. He, he seems like he has to knock people out, especially being as short as he is. And Imavov is particularly good at fighting from range, creating range, and being elusive. His strike defense percentage is 55%. People miss him all the time. He's only gets hit with two and less than two and a quarter strikes per minute. Dude, that's insane. Like he he just avoids everything by being, you know, like an elusive from distance striker. And it doesn't really hurt his own striking accuracy too. It's not even like he's just not active. He's just very elusive, very good at moving, very good at staying out of range. And that's why you've seen him pretty much pick everybody apart. I think he does so here too. I will also say too, just like, kind of sneaky once in a while he's not the worst wrestler either like i know um he took down ian heinish i can't remember if he's got any other ufc takedowns but when i've seen him fight before he's got wrestling in there if he absolutely needs it i don't think he will against buckley but like i I think that's an option too yeah don't know about this line though with a guy that uh continue lights out like buckley so may not be a recommended play uh when we get into that on tomorrow's podcast. All right, let's move on to lightweights versus Zayam versus Michael Figlak, uh, another newcomer. Let's talk about Zayam first. He's a smile killer. 12-4, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted three times. 2-2 two two in the UFC. Lost his last fight via submission. He's got multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. Finally, we got one of those today. Uh, three inches of height on Figlat. I uh, don't know about the reach. I don't have a reach info for Figlat, so... All things being equal, maybe he's got three inches of reach as well. Uh, Zayam plus 165 is the number on him. Mad Dog, Michael Figlak, 8-0 with four knockouts. This is his debut. He's a regional champion. Uh, most of his fighting has been at uh, at Cage Warriors. He's not the champion there, but that's basically where the majority of his fights have taken place. So he's fought high-level competition. Uh, minus 200 on him. I'm sure Dan can fill in more of the blanks on, on this Figlak character. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen Figlak fight for Cage Warriors, you've seen uh, a pretty obvious style here. He he gets in your kitchen, right? Like, he just doesn't give you any room to breathe. He pushes the pace extremely well. He, he's not really deadly with his striking, right? Like, I, I think he could do damage, but he's not like a one-touch knockout kind of guy. Um, in fact, his last three fights have gone to decision, and the stoppage before that was by doctor stoppage. You're much more likely to see him get in your face, try to wear you out, you know, he mixes the wrestling in well. He's got some pretty good wrestling. He he holds people down well when they, he's got them down. Um, like, his positional wrestling is pretty strong. So, like, if if you were to finish anybody, it would be by uh, ground and pound. But he's he's beaten some pretty decent dudes uh, so far in his career, uh, including, like, very early in his career, he fought Oban Elliott, who I'm pretty high on um, and has won a couple in a row at the current moment, too. So, you know, Figlak... I think easily walks through Ferris Zayim here. Um, while I like Zayim and I like his reach and I like what he's been able to do, I, I think he's just going to have trouble with the pressure because he's long, but he's not necessarily great at keeping that length. So I- I'm going to go with Figlack here. All right. We are both I'm going with Figlack as well, uh, like his resume. And uh, um, he seems to be highly regarded. And, you know, Zayim has not been... Uh, anything special in the UFC. So uh, we were both in on the mad dog here and to the main event. Uh, uh, middleweights, Abbas Magomedov versus Dustin Stoltzfus. 
Uh, Stoltzfus is 14-4, and four, two knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted twice. He's 1-3 in, in the UFC. Dropped his first three, won his last fight to save his job, I'm sure. He was 1-0 in the Contender Series, was a regional champion. Used to fight at light heavyweight, was 0-1 as a pro kickboxer. He's a year younger than Megamedov, plus 210 for him. Uh, Megamedov, 24-4-1, 13 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. This is his debut. He's won his last two fights via submission. He's not fought since December of 2020. He went 3-1-1 in PFL and made it to the finals of their tournament. I think that was 2018. Does that sound right to you? That sounds right. All right. 2018. Um, was a regional champ as well. He's got two inches of height, three inches of reach on Stoltzfus, minus 260. Uh, give me the newcomer, Maga Medov. Um, don't like him being out of, um, out of action that long, but uh, I think his grappling is going to carry the day. Stoltzfus has had trouble finding his footing in the UFC. Mega Madoff seems like he's the decent uh, prospect here at middleweight. Um, so give me give me the chalk, of course. Yeah, and I, I was all over Stoltzfus in the last one um, when he fought Dwight Grant. I didn't think Dwight Grant could possibly stop his takedowns, um, but I, I think Magomedov is a completely different animal here. Um, if you look at who they paired Magomedov with, um, they've tried to give him debuts three times, and it's Gerald Mirchar, Ali Aksab Kizriev, and Mahmoud Muradov. So clearly, uh, they were ready to test him. And then, like, yeah. you know, I, I think Dustin Stoltzfus winds up being kind of a big step back. Um, you know, and, you know, you mentioned his run through PFL. He looked great in his run through PFL. Um, you know, he, he got by Gassan Umalatov. And beat Sadhu Sai uh, in the same night, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, the the what is it? The Swedish Denzel Washington. Yes, the Swedish um, Denzel Washington. Yes. And, and he fought Luis Pretty Boy Taylor uh, in the finals, and and I think he would have beat him, but he got caught with a left hook like 30 seconds in. Ultimately, he he's like a pretty good striker from range, and I also think he's just a better wrestler than uh, Stoltzfus too. So like. If if Stoltzfus tries to wrestle, I think he's going to fail, and I think he's going to get badly outboxed here. All right, there you go. We're both in on the same one, so we agreed on all our picks except for the opener, right? Is that which I notoriously do well on. <laughs> yes, Gumby always loses. That's right. Gumby always loses on the opening pick. So you probably want to. Well, you want to follow me anyhow because I'm destroying him as per usual this year. Um, but regardless, that's that's the only uh, pick that we. We didn't agree on it. So there you go. We're on the same page, which usually means good things. 62% of the time, actually, Dan, when we have the same pick, we win. So I like that. That's a fun yeah. stat. Yeah, it is a fun stat. All right. We're going to get out of here because we're going to get back in your ears before you know it, talking about the main card portion of this year event. Um, so that will be tomorrow. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs our Twitter site. He likes to put fun videos and whatnot on there. So get on that. Uh, my Twitter account is Jeff Fox Writer. Dan's is Gumby Vreeland. Uh, read all our stuff. I My picks for the fight card are already posted on sportsgumbypodcast.com if you want to read um, instead of listen. Well, actually do both. Listen and read because you want to hear what Gumby has to say. Um, so read that um, and I'll have my DFS slash DraftKings picks for the event up on Thursday. Maybe when you're listening to this, it will already be posted. Uh, I will aim for that. Um, actually, when you listen to tomorrow's, I mean. Um, what else can I tell you? Top Turtle MMA, I already told you. Listen to Dan's podcast. He's interviews a couple of uh, contender series people for next week's contender series, right? Uh, one is for next week. One is for week nine. So okay. Ray Waters is fighting in week seven, uh, which is coming up. He's fighting on short notice against Gabriel Bonfim, who's a highly touted prospect as well. 
Uh, and then in week nine, you'll see Liana Liu, who's out of Italy, uh, and he's on Top Turtle this week. There you go. Uh, you can read my MMA exclusive stuff at my Substack, um, moneymma.substack.com. Free subscription will get you a lot of stuff. A paid subscription will get you everything I write. And I'm planning, hopefully, when the kids get back to school to do drop quick podcasts every now and again over there, too. So if you just want to hear me and not Gumby, then that's the spot to go. Um, I just posted uh, fighter, uh, the career fighter salary payouts that type of thing for gain and Tuivasa just got posted, but you need to be a subscriber, a full-time, uh, a permanent subscriber, a paid subscriber is what I'm trying to say. Don't open that up. But if you just want a free subscription, that's fine as well. You can at the very least enter our pick em contest that I am running for this week's event. And I run for pretty much every UFC event. So money I'm made on substack.com. I think I've, Oh, and give us a review for our podcast. Our podcast is amazing and we deserve good reviews. We don't, uh, Unless you're the guy that keeps uh, heckling Dan. In case. <laughs> if we, we got your we got your two reviews. We understand Dan. Made, if he's still he... listening, it, it's pretty <laughs> funny because the second review was really angry about having him deleted. We we don't control. We're not able to delete our own our own exactly. reviews. If we were, that that would be awesome. But exactly, uh, yeah, we, we can't. So uh, I think yeah. your beef is with with with. Uh, he can't possibly still be listening, right? I don't know. He was complaining <laughs> about PFL, which we haven't done PFL in this podcast for ages. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was he's listening to like old. He's listening to old fights and getting mad about them. Yeah, that was like a month and a half ago, probably. So anyhow, we don't care. We'll, we'll take all reviews, hate or love. We, we will accept it all. We're we're um we just need attention. We're attention seekers, especially Dan. Dan loves attention. So, all right. Um, I'm running out of words to say, so I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to let Dan take you home. Go ahead. All right. I'm David Gibby Free, and he's the smile killer, Jeff Fox, and we will see you tomorrow. 